We're seeing, you know, like the city of Regina continuing with indoor facilities. We've got uh, people in Swift Current uh, working indoors, and it's just kind of spreading. You know, everybody's like, hey, where can we uh, train indoors so we can get better at the game of baseball? So it's been great. Welcome to episode 262 of Alberta Dugout Stories the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. We start off with an announcement of our own as we are proud to officially launch Saskatchewan Dugout Stories today, Thursday, February 8th. We look forward to expanding our storytelling efforts to help tell the game stories in the prairies. So we're going to do things a little differently on the show this week as we're going to focus almost solely on our neighbors to the east. We have our own Ian Wilson on deck and baseball sasks Greg Bronze in the hole. But first, the news, and we'll start by congratulating the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum's Class of 2024. The induction announcement was made on Tuesday with former Medicine Hat Blue Jays hurler Jimmy Key and Baseball Canada icon and episode. 199 guest Ashley Stevenson joining former MLB All-Star Russell Martin, national team pitching legend Rod Heisler, former Blue Jays president and CEO Paul Godfrey, and longtime Toronto baseball executive Howard Burney. The induction ceremony is slated for June 15th in St. Mary's, Ontario. A couple of academy players here in Alberta are getting invites to Major League Baseball spring training camps. Dogs Academy alum Tristan Peters will be going to main camp with the Tampa Bay Rays, while Vauxhall Academy grad Damiano Palmagiani is heading to Dunedin with the Toronto Blue Jays. Congratulations going out to Dogs Academy product Cesar Valero on being named as one of 12 players on the preseason All-Western Athletic Conference team. The senior outfielder is expected to be a big-time producer this season for Sacramento State. The college baseball season is well underway now with several more schools getting going last weekend. Among the highlight performances, Sherwood Park and AHP Academy product Lincoln Butt came out of the pen for Pratt Community College and picked up the win by throwing three shutout innings, allowing no hits while striking out five. Calgary's Cohen Aiken has started his 2024 season the same way his 2023 season finished, by striking out a bunch of batters, of course. He had 14 Ks in just six innings of work as his Lindsey Wilson Raiders beat up on St. Andrews 10-1. It's also been announced Aiken will be heading to the London Majors for his summer baseball season. And on the commitment front, a couple of moves being made by Dogs Academy products. Zach Bedard is making his first college stop with Mesa Community College, while Andrew Franzen is taking the next step in his baseball journey, heading from Williston State to the University of Minnesota at Morris. All right, to the big news on the ADS front. Welcome to Saskatchewan Dugout Stories. You can check out the new website at SaskatchewanDugoutStories.com and we have our social media accounts up and running as well. We are admittedly going to start slow and get a good cadence in terms of writing and delivering stories for two provinces now. It also leverages the connections we made through the WCBL while also serving a province that has a real love for baseball storytelling as witnessed by the few stories we have done with Saskatchewan Connections already. So let's get into it with ADS and now SDS co-founder Ian Wilson. And Ian, let's start here. How excited are you that the day is finally here? I'm pretty pumped. I, uh, you know, it's, it's funny cause we've, we've talked about this for a while. Uh, it's kind of been percolating for a bit. We've had people asking us if we could do this and, uh, something we wanted to instigate and initiate and bring to life. And here we are. Uh, it's, it's game day, baby. I was trying to think back actually on when, we initially had the conversations and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it was the end of the WCBL championship series, Okotoks and Moose Jaw 2022. 
We were sitting above the first base dugout in Seaman Stadium. And I feel like we started talking about a few different things. And we were, we kind of, I even went on social media afterwards and through, hey, if we were to expand on Alberta dugout stories, what would you like to see? And I, there was a few people who were like, hey, football or hey, hockey or hey, basketball or yeah. soccer. And this just seemed like a really natural progression to me. And we, we, like you said, we talked about Saskatchewan for, for a while in that conversation. When did it turn for you though? Like that's been, that was like a year and a half ago. We've kind of had this on again, off again conversation, but when did it turn for you where you went, yeah, let's do Sasky. Yeah. Uh, it's a good question. I think, I think I'll actually start with, where my trepidation and some of my reluctance was when the subject would come up and we did. And it usually would be other people asking us about Mm -hmm. that. And, uh, for me, it was, well, I'm, you know, I went to school in Regina, uh, you know, go university of Regina Cougars, (laughs) but but uh, I studied journalism there and I enjoyed like had a great time in Regina. I loved it. But I'm I'm an Alberta guy. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Alberta, born, born in Alberta, grew up in Alberta. You know, I I'm I'm an Albertan. I, you know, proudly so. Um, so I was like, I, you know, can we can we with integrity and sincerity represent Saskatchewan in the way it deserves mm-hmm. because you know Saskatchewan's awesome. Like, I, you know, I, I've been you know crossing over to football, which you name dropped there. You know, you go to back at the back in the day it was Taylor Field, but you go watch a CFL game in Saskatchewan, you mm-hmm. see the passion for sports there. Uh, that's one example, right? You go to some of the WHL hockey markets there. There's a passion there, mm-hmm. and then through the Western Canadian Baseball League we've seen some of the the baseball passion there. So I didn't want to start this venture from afar and be, oh, here's the Alberta guys, you know, trying to rep Saskatchewan Mm -hmm. and and do it. Like I said, I I didn't want to do that um, without it being sincere and genuine and, uh, and and just telling stories in the, in the right way. And, um, you know, I think we've we've laid the groundwork for Alberta dugout stories, and we've got a reputation that I'm proud of. I hope you are too. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't, uh, I wouldn't they, be doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, after a while, I, I started thinking, well, you know, why not? And then the more that we have been involved with the WCBL, you know, it's kind of like you're doing these stories on Alberta players and Alberta athletes and coaches and alberta teams and you've got these saskatchewan teams and saskatchewan athletes in the same league doing some of the same stuff uh you know and you're like well that's that doesn't seem fair that doesn't seem right that we're not shining a spotlight on some of the the athletes right next door to us in the same on the same circuit uh and giving them their their proper due so i hope through this, we're able to do that, not just in the WCBL, but uh, with the baseball scene there. So, you know, I just I just didn't want to come to it from an ignorant spot. I think we I think I wanted us to be informed about Saskatchewan and also portray that. And I want 
Saskatchewan baseball fans be, you know, proud of uh, some of the stuff that we're able to to put together and, and, you know, liking what they're seeing. Yeah, it's interesting too. Like when you think back on, uh, especially the history element, and I'll harken back to even, you know, nineteen oh seven in the Western Canada League and nineteen the nineteen twenty Western Canada League championship between uh, the Calgary Broncos and and Regina Senators. Like those those were uh, very contentious. That was a very contentious series. But when I was doing a lot of that research work, I realized there was a lot of crossover between Alberta and Saskatchewan to begin with dating all the way back a hundred plus years. So to your point, as we were kind of diving through and, and it really kind of turned for me, same kind of thing is I, again, didn't want to sit there and pretend like, Hey, we're in Saskatchewan and we we can do these uh, and we're, we're covering this, the stories properly, but we've realized that uh, whether it's through our travels to Medicine Hat or um, I know this summer we're both looking at, at trips out to Saskatoon and Regina and Moose Jaw and, and trying to plan what a road trip might look like to see a, a few different ballparks in a short amount of time, being able to see people and chat with people again. And especially coming out of the pandemic, it kind of felt like, okay, we've got this opportunity. People are really excited to see us. And we've still got that name recognition to your point. And one of the things that really turned for me where I went, okay, there's something here to your point after the 2023 WCBL all-star game, talking to the coaches and the fans and the players and them all saying, we know what you're doing. We love what you're doing. Wish we had the same thing in our uh, neck of the woods. And then even after the season and talking to people from other provinces, Ontario and Manitoba and BC, and they're all saying the same thing. And I'm going, okay, Maybe this baseball thing is is where our head needs to be at. And I felt like the marriage between Alberta and Saskatchewan maybe made the most sense for us because we were already dabbling in that. We were already, to your credit, doing stories on Andrelton Simmons and Marco Gonzalez and some of the other guys that made their way through. And now you see what Andrew Albers is doing and Dustin Mollican. And there's that interplay already there. Greg Morrison's originally from the Unity area. Like there's a lot of back and forth. So this really to me made sense. So when I look at what we're we're looking to do here, what's enticing about Saski in your eyes? What kinds of stories are you really looking forward to to diving into here over the the coming weeks and months as we we build the the next iteration of dugout stories? Yeah, that's a good question. I know um a couple things that come to mind right away. I know some of the historical pieces I've done thinking of some of the Negro league stars who came through Western Canada and, you know, I'd be doing the research on these stories and then I'd be like, you'd read all this Saskatchewan material, maybe Winnipeg as well. You know, Mm -hmm. and you'd be like, Oh, that's a great story, but that's not Alberta, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? So you kind of like, like our focus is Alberta. We, I can't, you know, I'd still include it in the story, but it, it, you know, it, it just seems like there'd be these, anecdotes and aspects from from Saskatchewan that are like relevant and great you know Satchel Page came through there uh John Donaldson uh came through there among many other Negro League stars and uh so you know this is kind of exciting to know that I don't have to be like well it's just Saskatchewan this time you know these these stars they you know maybe they came to Alberta, but they spent most of the time in Saskatchewan, so we can't do that story or things like that. You know, like mm-hmm. it just seems like it's more inclusive now with with some of those historical pieces, which which I love. 
And then I, you know, speaking of the all-star game last year, you know, uh, who is a big star headed into that game? Dawson Tweet, Miller Express. He's in the middle of a hitting streak, uh, a record hitting streak at that point. He's batting, I think he was batting 400 at the time. And, uh, you know, the idea of not, you know, we did a story on Dawson Tweet. We, we covered that, but the idea of excluding that because he's, you know, playing for a Saskatchewan mm-hmm. team or, or things like that. That just seems kind of kind of silly. And then one of the guys I really wanted to talk to the All-Star game last year was Ethan Murdoch. You know, I was just like, keep an eye on this guy. This guy seems to be, uh, you know, he's he's got a good reputation. He's got he's doing good things in the league. Uh, his little brother's the bat boy with Swift Current. And like, just these are good stories. So, I again, within the confines of the wcbl like it's it's a two province league and that's uh we want to rep that and and tell those stories as well as we can and and like i said with the historical pieces i'm always a a sucker for those so i it's it's nice to know hey terry pool astros legend mm-hmm. welcome to the family you know? <laughs> reggie cleveland we're gonna be we're we got you in our sights right and, yeah. and it's funny too like even uh today as we record this on wednesday night today was uh national girls and women in sport day and i threw it back to our story about the 10 albertans that played in the all-american girls professional baseball league and I did a little bit of research before, just as we started thinking about the the Saskatchewan dugout stories idea, and there was 25 ladies from Saskatchewan-ish who played in the league, was probably the most well-represented province of the 68 Canadians that played in the league. So, I mean, there's a rich history there. You talk about, I mean, we did the story late last year about even the Canadian Baseball League, the ill-fated version, and... I mean, there was a Saskatchewan plug in there, and there's been a bit of a love-hate relationship with any kind of semi-pro baseball in Saskatoon because of some of the bridges that have been burned. So getting to, die, to your point, dive into those stories. And then the other thing that I've, I've been really kind of fascinated to watch from, from afar has been the growth of the not just the academies and, and that in Saskatchewan. Obviously, there's been a few of the athletes who've made their way to Alberta to do their thing. And you look at Garrett Hawkins as an example, going to Vauxhall. You look at um, there's a few others who've done the, the same thing. I know in, uh, Carson Hindmarsh went to, to Okotoks Dogs as well. So there's a few of those. They've gone on to collegiate level and are playing you know pretty good college level or now pro in the case of Garrett Hawkins in the case of Logan Hoffman as well so there's there's a few guys who are percolating in that world now there was a draft pick from Saskatoon last year as well so looking forward to kind of not just showcasing the past but also there's a really cool present and future that's starting to uh, to percolate in, in Saskatchewan as well and we're going to hear from Greg Bronze uh, in just a little while here on the podcast talk about um, what he sees in the scene in Saskatchewan Ian, before I let you go, I'm going to put you on the spot. I think I know the answer to this question. What's the one story you really look forward to telling with SDS? Uh, you know, you know, when you ask me this, I'm always like, I don't, A, I usually have a few in mind, and I do, uh, but I don't always like showing my cards <laughs> too early. Um, one that comes to mind who is a fairly big name and an obvious name Uh is Gordie Howe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gordie Howe, Mr. Hockey, was a damn good ball player. And he would do the, the 
the the tournament circuit. He he would come to Alberta and play in tournaments. He, he we could have done it in under Alberta dugout stories, but that's a that's a Saskatchewan story, and I'd like to dive into that. I've I've read some biographies on him, and I know, you know, some of some of that. I've scratched some of the surface on that. I'd like to to dive into that, and uh, yeah, just the idea of Mister Hockey also being. Mr. Baseball, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, and having skills there. And I know, I believe, uh, the, 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 you know, this wasn't so in vogue back, back then, but limiting what athletes could do in the off season mm-hmm. that happened to Gordy. Like it was like, yeah, yeah, we know you're playing baseball. Stop it. <laughs> we don't <laughs> want you getting injured. Uh, we, the Red Wings were, were doing that of course, which makes sense. You don't want them getting hurt. Spikes, spikes, up at uh, first base when he's got a trying to win Stanley Cups, so so that one comes to mind for sure. Um, I think I'll leave some of the rest uh, for later. There's there's we've done some of them mm-hmm. through Alberta dugout stories uh, with the caveat that they just came through Alberta. You know, like uh, Simmons was the one guy that you mentioned. Marco Gonzalez was another one who played for Saskatoon. I, I, I'm also I think. I should mention like the Regina Red Sox and uh, Moose Jaw Miller Express, Swift Current, Weyburn. Like there's some great um, teams in the WCBL doing doing great things. And um, I, you know, Saskatoon, like Saskatchewan's biggest market, having a WCBL team, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Like that's just going to be fun. I don't have a story in mind for that. I just mean like as a fan and and an observer watching this next season play out in Saskatoon is going to be fun to fun to watch I can't wait to see um what what's going to happen there what the reception is uh they've come out the gates excellently on social media and love the logo love the gear um got the right coaches in place so I'm just I'm pumped to see that unfold and see some of the storylines come from that Mm. we've been lucky enough to have a lot of the wcbl coaches on the show and and profile in stories over the years and there's a lot of really cool names like the fact that joe carnahan is coming back and coaching in saskatoon but you see jason vena going back to swift current and um you see some of the other names that are popping up the dustin mollikins and andrew albers and and those guys and you're gonna see um mr williams back in in weyburn again and being able to really showcase some of those personalities i think is going to be great along with the athletes and we're starting to see some commitments coming for those summer league teams as well so there's going to be a lot of uh really cool stories to tell and to your point we don't want to tell everybody what we're working on we'll just tell you that we're working on it and uh it's super cool in my books that we're able to uh to shed a light on not just what's going on in alberta and the great baseball scene that we have here but obviously to extend that love of the game into Saskatchewan as well. Will there be a podcast? Maybe down the line. I, this is still a passion project for Ian and I. Uh, so time is sort of of the essence. And when you have two young kids, it's a little tougher to find that free time. But we are still whittling away at it. And we will continue to grow as quickly and as efficiently as we possibly can. So uh, Ian, on that note, going to let you get going and get to more writing. So we've got some more. we got a lot more work to do, apparently. So uh, first off, One thanks. Final note. Oh, we got you got to get One that final, final note in. OK, get in there. Got to get that final note in. And this note is for Alberta Dugout Stories followers. 
I don't want uh, anyone worried or concerned that uh, that our coverage through Alberta dugout stories is going to drop off by any mm-hmm. any stretch of the imagination. We're we're still serving that market. We're excited to tell Alberta stories. We're still Alberta guys, <laughs> and uh, I just I just want to throw it out there that we uh, we're committed to continuing to do great storytelling on uh, on the home front as well. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And and of course, the podcast is going to stay as is, although don't be shocked if we sprinkle in a little Sasky content from here from time to time, because, hey, there's some great personalities, as mentioned, uh, over on the east side as well. Ian, first off, thanks for joining us. But second off, congratulations, my friend. You and I have been uh, doing this now for better part of six years now, six years now. Seven years, something like that. There's, there's been a few years in here now. Um, (laughs) we, it's come a long way, my friend, from this random idea at a bar of just highlighting the Calgary Cannons and Edmonton Trappers to, hey, we're gonna do two provinces. So congratulations, my friend. Yeah, thank you for all your work on that. By the way, I appreciate the kind words, my friend, and I'm looking forward to seeing all the work we get to put in together with this little side hustle that now we can say we're growing. It feels like we're all grown up now. Anyways, thanks again, Ian. Let's get on to our next guest. And we thought we'd get a state of the game from Baseball Sask. And for that, we turn to High Performance Director Greg Bronze, who is seeing a lot of growth and potential with the game in the province. Greg, thanks so much for joining us here on the show. Thanks for having me. Let's start here. How would you describe the baseball scene in Saskatchewan right now? Uh, right now, geez, we've, you know, we've had some uh, years where our registration continues to grow. Uh, even during COVID, you know, when there was, there was less participation, but it seems like, um, you know, everybody kind of came back and, uh, and it, it, uh, even flourished. So it's good to see that our numbers are still up there and, uh, we're still, uh, developing quality players. So it's been great. Talk a little bit about that evolution, because I know, especially like, say, here in Alberta, we had that issue where COVID hit and everything kind of hit pause and there's sort of a lull afterwards. Did you see the same kind of thing or did everybody get right back at it and wanted to, to fire back up on the field? Uh, actually, I, th- I think everybody just wanted to get right back at it. There was some uncertainty during those years where, where it was COVID. You know, we weren't sure what the government was going to allow us to do. Um, I think we were very lucky, you know, our sport, we didn't really, you know, miss too much, uh, for baseball, you know, as compared to hockey, I mean, hockey mm-hmm. was completely almost shut down. So, uh, you know, uh, after COVID, I think, uh, you know, things just picked up, you know, I think people were anxious to get outside and, and, and play baseball. Aside from wanting to get back onto the field, what's been key to that growth in your eyes? What's been sort of the buzz on the street about kids getting into the game again? Well, the old adage of, um, you know, uh, you know, when the Toronto Blue Jays kind of do well, when they get into the playoffs, it, it, it sparks some interest, you know, I think with, uh, with a lot of families, but also I think too, you know, especially here in the, in the city of Saskatoon, you know, our facilities are just, uh, outstanding, you know, when it's our 15 U park with, uh, you know, uh, Bob Bessel Field and Jim Baba Field. I mean, those those two parks are just outstanding for 15U baseball. Our 13U park is 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 second to none for for Pee Wee baseball, and even our uh, you know the the 11U field for Kilburn is is has received a lot of upgrades. So we've got some great facilities here, not only just in Saskatoon but in Saskatchewan. Um, you know, I'd like to see some improvements with our you know our, our 18U U fields. 
but uh, overall we've got some great facilities and plus our our indoor facility in in uh, Saskatoon has been great for the development of baseball the Gordy Howe facility we've got uh, you know all these batting cages and two full-size infields indoors for for players to to train for all ages and we're seeing you know like you know the city of Regina uh continuing with indoor facilities we've got uh, people in swift current uh, working indoors and it's just kind of <laughs> kind of you know like a virus it's spreading you know everybody's mm-hmm. like hey where can we uh, train indoors so we can get better at the game of baseball so it's been great it's been such a different change compared to what it was when i was growing up even right like you're you're kind of married to that idea of the baseball season being anywhere between four and eight months depending on when old man winter wants to show up and now it doesn't matter because they have those facilities in place especially the indoor that they can go all year round if they're really dedicated to it yeah, absolutely. You know, it's um, like I, like you said, like I remember in the day, it's, you know, maybe we got into a high school gym and, and played a little bit of catch before we got outside, <laughs> you know, and then, you know, bang, it was a season, you know, in May and you didn't really get a chance to really ramp up. Now kids, you know, have a chance to, you know, get a lot of good quality practice in, you know, those months of February, March, and then, you know, hopefully we can get outside in April. So it's, yeah, it's been really good for the development of baseball. Mm-hmm. And, and we encourage people, you know, I think a big thing too is, you know, we don't want to see, you know, players just focus on baseball. I think it's really, really important that these kids uh, play a, a variety of other sports, you know, to develop their overall athletic ability. Mm, we talked about the facilities. I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the coaching as well. I mean, you, you see a lot of athletes who are getting to high level, college level, pro levels, and then all of a sudden they're coming back home and giving back in that coaching or mentoring realm. How key has that been to not just the success you're seeing now, but also the long-term success of baseball in Saskatchewan? Oh, it's been great. Like we have, you know, um, certain academies that have had, um, you know, former college players that have played with team Sask, they come back and, and, and give back to the game and, uh, you know, impart their wisdom with, with a lot of the, the young players here in the province. So, you know, guys like, uh, you know, Morgan Reeder out of Regina, Dustin Mullican, who's a former major league player, mm-hmm. you know, doing a lot of, uh, uh, training of, of players. We've got Martin Academy in Regina. We got going yard in Saskatoon. We've got, uh, you know, Andrew Albers, you know, former major league pitcher, you know, working, you know, every day with, with uh, a variety of players here in Saskatoon. So yeah, it's, it's been, it's been phenomenal. You know, it's, um, uh, we're definitely, you know, seeing the, the benefits of, of having some former college and, and professional and major league players, you know, uh, working with our players. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about the umpiring needs that you might have heading into the season. I know that it's always a constant battle, especially now with officiating in any sport, but what are you seeing at the grassroots? Uh, we're seeing, um, um, yeah, like our, our umpire registration is, is kind of, you know, leveled off. What's really, what's really helped our umpiring is our mentorship program. You know, uh, Scott Mills, who's our umpire our coordinator here in the province, has done a great job, especially here in Saskatoon with uh, umpire mentorship. So what we have is some of the older umpires working with the younger umpires. So, for example, you know, at an 11U game, you've got a first-year umpire who's he's on the diamond, and uh, he or she is, you know, it might be their first game. And then them knowing that they have, uh, you know, one of their mentors that's, that's sitting in the stands, you know, kind of giving them some advice in between uh, uh, innings is, has been really huge, you know. And also um, <laughs> that umpire mentor, you know, if there's a fan that's getting a little bit carried away or a coach, 
you know, that person, that older person walks over and, you know, kind of reminds them, you know, hey, this is just a first year umpire that's, um, you know, really trying to develop. So that's been really um, um, instrumental in the development of umpires here in the province. Mm-hmm. On the athletic side of things, whether it's the provincial boys teams or even the provincial girls teams who have been in ba- embroiled in a few uh, battles with the, the Alberta teams as well, what needs to happen to get you to that next level? What are you looking forward to to uh, getting that those teams to, to get into the medal ranks and be uh, top contenders heading into 2024 and beyond? For both? Well, actually, like the, the boys team, our, our uh, Canada Cup team, we medaled last year. Right. And uh, we medaled the the year before, so we we uh, defeated Quebec one uh, nothing in the bronze medal game. And then the year before that, uh, we uh, beat uh, BC in the bronze medal game at the Castlemaine game. So we've been in that medal round for for a few years and, and have stayed in the A pool um, with uh, gold medals in 2016, 2017. Uh, which helped our overall uh, points uh, in regards to staying in the A-pool. And our girls team, now that we've got a, um, we've hired Tyson Black, who's uh, in charge of the uh, women's programs. Mm-hmm. And they're doing a lot of off-season training in order for them to, uh, you know, uh, get in that uh, medal contention in the girls program. And especially being that uh, uh, women's baseball will now be part of the 2025 Canada Summer Games. So, having somebody dedicated to uh, the women's program is, is definitely going to be beneficial for baseball Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. As you look around at things and kind of do an overarching review, obviously a lot of opportunities here. What is maybe a couple, what are some of the couple or what are some of the things that you're looking to work on or improve to make the experience and, and make the program that much better? Yeah, I think just, um, you know, giving maybe some of our, um, you know, high school athletes uh, more exposure um, you know, helping them, you know, try to find, uh, you know, college programs and maybe get more exposed to, you know, trying to get on the national team. Uh, that's something that I think we have to, you know, continue to improve on, whether it be finding tournaments to, to increase that exposure. And then uh, I think it's, um, for for the girls program, you know, just attracting some, uh, um, uh, very good athletes to girls baseball and and providing them and, and, and letting them know of the opportunities of baseball, uh, in Canada for, for women. So those are the two things that we really need to focus on. And, uh, I think, um, it, it'll be, it'll be great for our programs. Mm-hmm. A lot of people enjoy heading out to the ballpark, especially during the summer with the biggest draw being the WCBL and a new Saskatchewan family member in with the debut of the Saskatoon Berries fast approaching. How big is it to be able to have some high level summer collegiate baseball back in that community, but in the province as a whole? Oh, it's going to be great. Um, yeah, having the, the berries around is, is going to be great for the city of Saskatoon because there's been a lot of Saskatoon players that, you know, have had to go on to, you know, let's say Edmonton or Swift mm-hmm. Current or Moose Jaw or Regina to go play in the WCBL, and now they can stay at home. So it, it's, going to be, uh, it's going to be really good for the local players, and it's, it's going to be really good for, I think, the league is having a, you know, a center like Saskatoon back in it. So it's going to be, it's going to be uh, really exciting for the people in Saskatoon here. And, uh, that league is, uh, I think it's, it's been, you know, very instrumental in, in, you know, helping our players develop, mm-hmm. you know, where they can play against, you know, top level, you know, collegiate athletes, you know, which will help them, you know, uh, as they go into their second or third year university or fourth year university. So it's been, it's been great. And then, you know, when you look at some of the past rosters of some of the teams, you know, you've got, um, 
you know, Marco Gonzalez that played in Saskatoon and Dralton Simmons that played for the, the Yorkton Cardinals. And, um, you know, you get some, some ex, you know, uh, major league guys that have, that have played in the league, uh, that developed in the league and go on further. So it's, it's great for the, for the youth to see that here in Saskatchewan. Not only that, it's that whole idea of you can see it, you can be it almost, right? And how many yeah. young guys have been able to make their way through those programs in on either side of the, the border and, and make it up to a big Division One school or, or have a pro career of their own or in the midst of one as well with Garrett Hawkins as an example and some of the others who are blazing their own trail now. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, guys like, you know, Logan Hoffman, who's, mm-hmm. uh, who is in the Pirates system. Yeah, Garrett Hawkins, um, who's, uh, you know, just recovering from Tommy John surgery. So, he, you know, hopefully that goes well and he's back on track as being one of the uh, the top prospects in the Padres system. So, uh, yeah, the WCBL was was great for him as he as he pitched for the Swift Current 57s. Mm-hmm. When you look ahead to the next five years, ten years, when you look at the overarching uh, scene in Saskatchewan, what does success look like to you? Well, that's a good question. Five or ten years from now, well, I think in about five or ten years now, there will be a new voice in Saskatchewan. It probably won't be me. I've been at this for uh, 24 years now, and I think, uh, you know, maybe my time's expiring here soon. But, um, yeah, for us to continue, I think is, is um, you know, I see success in, in, in continuing our that upward trend of, of registration, of attracting um, players to baseball because there's opportunities for baseball. It's a lifelong sport. You know, you can play it at age five. You can play it at mm-hmm. age 55. I've seen guys that are, you know, that are 16 years of age playing a kind of a senior fun league here in Saskatoon. It's, and it's, you know, you, you create some great relationships and great friends, you know, over the years of playing baseball. So it's not just about, you know, going to play, you know, college or pro baseball. No, it's, it's, it's a lifelong activity, you know, much like hockey here in Saskatchewan. So you can keep playing and it's, and it's, it's great, uh, great exercise and uh, you get to meet some great people. Mm-hmm. Speaking of those 24 years, you've been around that long. How amazing is it to see the evolution of the sport in, in this part of the country over the last 24 years? Yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. You know, like, um, so here, especially in Saskatchewan, I, I just can't get over how far we've come in facility development. You know, like uh, I remember we kind of started, you know, here in Saskatoon, I was like, well, it'd be nice to have a, you know, a batting cage indoors, you know? And so we put a batting cage inside the, um, the Saskatoon field house. We kind of had the bag with them to, to put a, a batting cage in there. <laughs> and then we progressed to, okay, there's this old warehouse here in Saskatoon. Let's put some batting cages in there. You know, and then we we progressed to the Gordy Howe facility, you know, which is kind of the state of the art facility, and I, that's you know I've seen that kind of you know progress over 24 years, and and, and it's not just here in Saskatoon. Then you see it in Hall. Oh, look what Red Deer has. Mm-hmm. Look what the Langley Blaze are doing, you know, and look what the Ontario Blue Jays are doing. It's just it's phenomenal, you know, and I think it's um it's uh, you know we're going to see you know players really develop because of those opportunities and because of those facilities. Mm-hmm. Final question for you here, Greg. It's one that we ask everyone here on the show. What does the game of baseball mean to you? Uh, what does it mean to me? Well, <laughs> I think it's more than just just playing the game of baseball. It's just you know for me, you just develop some really good relationships. You know, like um, you know I've seen past players. You know now that. <laughs> they're they're getting married they're having families they've got their sons in baseball you know and it's just it just comes full circle and i just see the 
the joy that um, that uh, you know former players have in 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 playing the game and now passing the game on to to their families. So that that's kind of that's kind of the biggest joy when it comes down to it. Um, you know, even more than you know, winning a national championship in 2016, 2017 with Team Saskatchewan, I think it's it's just keeping those relationships and seeing, you know, guys that I've coached, you know, over the past 24 plus years in baseball, and, and just seeing them, uh, you know, continue with the game and and continue to love the game as much as I do. Fantastic stuff, Greg. We'll leave it there. Really appreciate the time and you diving into the baseball scene in Saskatchewan. All the best this season and beyond. And again, thanks so much for joining us here on the show. Hey, thanks so much for this. I really enjoyed it. Thanks again to Ian Wilson and Greg Bronze for joining us this week. And thanks to all of you for downloading and listening. Again, Saskatchewan Dugout Stories is live with the website and social media channels. We are looking forward to expanding our baseball storytelling in Western Canada. A tip of the cap to our Platinum supporters for all they do for us and for baseball in Alberta. The Okotoks Dogs and AHP Academy have been integral in helping us cover costs like web hosting fees and subscriptions for services like newspapers.com and newspaperarchive.com. If you'd like to join our roster of supporters either in Alberta or Saskatchewan, email us at albertadugoutstories at gmail.com. Until next time, thank you for all of your support online, on social, and on air of Alberta Dugout Stories.